Faith can move mountains, Matthew 17:20. This is sincerely yours and I'm your host, Cece Denno. pals and welcome to Sincerely Yours. This is a podcast about making sense and making it through life where I provide tips and tricks and helpful suggestions along the way. We have quotables at the beginning of every single podcast and the one for this one was provided by Charlotte on Twitter. Thank you, Charlotte. And it was super simple. She sent me a private message and gave me the quotable. And I am asking for more quotables. So if you would like to share one, if it's a catchphrase or a song lyric or quote or anything that has meaning to you, feel free to send it in. You can send it by email. The email is sincerelyyours at writeme.com or you can find me all over social media. That's on Facebook and Instagram at ccknowsitall or on Twitter at sincerelyccd. So I hate to say it, but the craziness has not stopped and it seems to be never ending, but I got back from vacation, so I'm a little bit jet lagged and a little out of it, but I still wanted to get a podcast to you guys. And so I had the idea that since I already did an episode on interest, on various factors of being interesting, and if you don't think you're interesting, well, one thing I want to touch upon is what happens when you have too many interests. And uh, this, I know, can be a problem for me because I absolutely love everything. And (laughs) it is uh, very time consuming, but I wanted to look at the benefits and the positive aspects if you don't have a lot of interest, but maybe you do need some more. So let's go ahead and figure some of those out. What does Aristotle, Leonardo da Vinci, Thomas Jefferson, Marie Curie, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, what do all of these people have in common? Well, funny you should ask because they they were all visionaries for their time and for our time. And what's so special about this group of people is that they had a skill set that expanded multiple topics. So they were extremely competent in one field, but with the assistance and interest in two subfields, it really advanced their stature and contribution to the world through what they were good at. There is actually a term used to describe this type of people, and they are called polymath. And a polymath is someone who becomes competent in at least three diverse domains and integrates them into a top 1% skill set. So if we take Steve Jobs, for example, he focused on computers 
but with his background and interest in design, it really revolutionized the Mac computer and specifically all the way down to the packaging and the way that you open it. It opens slowly. There's that anticipation. So it really creates an aesthetic that people crave. So he combined the computer and the technology and the design and created so much wealth for Apple. That's a company that's worth over a trillion dollars today. And for another example, if we look at Leonardo da Vinci, he was really interested in art and science. And that's how we got the Mona Lisa and why it was so captivating is because he was interested in the body and studied the body and different muscles and was so knowledgeable in how our bodies worked and how they moved. And it brought an element to the Mona Lisa that is the most famous painting in the world. And if you take these bits and pieces of if you know something really well and really definitive, but you have the capability to add in some additional experience or like flavor from other realms and integrate them, you are capable of creating something that has never been explored before. One way to think of these revolutionary breakthroughs is the unusual combination of skills. So I will always remember this once I was listening to a podcast. Shocker. Um, and the interviewee was someone who had Parkinson's. What was really fascinating about his story was his career was spent in mime and he had studied the way that his body moves and he knew the principles of the art. And so he experienced Parkinson's later in his life and he was able to take uh, those principles from his mime career and be able to reduce the severity of Parkinson's. And what was so amazing about that is that he has a class or he teaches a course in Vermont where he shares share the principles of the art form with other people who also suffer from Parkinson's. So I'll link to it in the show notes, the podcast is called Rumble Show Vermont and it so clearly shows how he took his very strong knowledge of knowing miming um, or or the art of mime and was able to take his personal experience of experiencing Parkinson's and was able to navigate and to help people who are struggling with the same things that he's struggling with. So I remember he did say that he's not always able to control it, but in ways um, it would be helpful. And 
I mean, in any circumstance, if you can use any innovative ways to affect change like that, I mean, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So if you're like, Cece, um, how can I become a polymath? And uh, I love this question because it really doesn't take much effort. Like, honestly, so if we are in school or if we are working, then we have a specific knowledge and a specific skill set, then one step one, we're already there. So that would be your core domain. And all you have to do is become really, really interested in two different aspects. So I want you to think really hard. What are you already interested in? And I promise it can be anything, whether if you love sports or if you love art or science or just anything, think about the patterns and how you can combine these multiple interests of yours. So I know it can be a little daunting, but I want you to use your imagination and I promise you, it can take you to a lot of unknown places, but that's good because you're out there exploring, you're out there moving and grooving and trying different things. And the best part is, is that when you create these new combinations, you are building new neuron pathways in your brain and it also gives you the pathway to be flexible. And I truly believe being flexible gives you the most advantage in the way the future is going and the way that jobs are going is that you need to have that flexibility. One last thing that I want to touch upon is who are your heroes? So I want you to think of the people you admire and who you look up to. And I want you to analyze, well, I want you to think about why you admire them. And then I want you to analyze their journey and what it is, the characteristics and the qualities that you admire about the person. And I want you to know what it is. So take into account how they do what they do, their methods, their advice on what to do to get to how they got there. You know, it could be almost anything. So look to your heroes for inspiration. And of course, there has to be someone out there that you admire. And um, if there isn't, then I've got a ton of people. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Lucille Ball. She starred in I Love Lucy in the first season when she was 40. So uh, it's always brought an inspiration to me. So there we have it, my future polymaths. Um, I got a lot of inspiration from our article, so I'll link to it in the show notes. 
Um, but if there's ever anything interesting you would like to share with me, um, always feel like you can reach out. I'm always available. Um, and like I said, I've tried to be better about answering emails and, uh, getting back to you guys. Um, but the email is sincerely yours at writeme.com or find me all over social media. Thanks for listening. It means so much to me. And until next time. Thank you.